Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. O'Connell hoists one. Jones has it bop around. I think he made an incredible catch. He's battling for the football with Alexander Smith flat on his back. I mean, this is as good of a catch as we will ever see. Oh my gosh. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me, as always, is former Purdue running back, Corey Sheets. And this one feels like Groundhog Day because it's the same thing every year. Wisconsin (laughs) kicked our ass. There's not much else you can say about that. How you doing, Travis? Yes, they did. Very unimpressive game by Purdue with flashes of some players, but as an overall team, they just didn't look good at all. Well, when you're down 14 nothing before the game, before yours officially finishes and they switch over on ESPN, it's not a good day. <laughs> I mean, shit, it was what? Five passes and it was two touchdowns? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, – they, they pretty much walked down the field, had two pretty long completions on their first drive, and then pick six three plays later. So we weren't even four minutes in the game, and it was 14 nothing. Uh, just That just takes the wind out of everything the rest of the day. I know, I know some teams can recover from that, and it's not impossible. You can tell yourself, oh, well, there's still 55 minutes of game time left, but that's not the way you want to begin at all. I mean, yeah, more – I'm not even going to say more veteran teams because we do got a lot of vets on our squad to play. But a more seasoned team would see that and bounce back or know how to, how to bounce back. Because right. that's not with, – with that much time left, all right, that's basically they are one touchdown. You score one touchdown and boom, you're back in the game. Mm-hmm. So – Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff, so we will be right back after this ad. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, concerts, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online research for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. I know it doesn't help that we went down after the pick six, got into scoring range and uh, we missed like a 27 yard field goal. And to me, that's just one of those, you got to look up, you're down 14, nothing. You've you've thrown a pick six, you miss a short field goal like that 10 minutes into the game. There's just got to be that feeling of, man, it is not our day. I mean, yeah, because even if they miss with, with them missing a field goal, it's more so like, dang, I couldn't even score a touchdown after all of that stuff that you just endured. Like, you should be fired up to the next 10 plays. 
You should mm-hmm. be able to go down and execute and execute. It shouldn't be no mistakes because you already made a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should be locked in at that point. <laughs> and, and really, they did. I mean, Maccabi, his first two carries, nine yards, 30 yards. And, you know, he was on it early on. And, you know, he, he carried the mail pretty well on that first drive. I think he had, it says here, he had over 50 yards rushing on the first drive alone, but comes up empty with the missed field goal. And then boom, give up another touchdown right before with a uh, 41 yard run in there. And it's 21, nothing after, after 15 minutes and just, ah, there was, there was no recovering really, unfortunately. Was that before or after the interception? The second uh, interception. The second interception was later on. Okay. I can't remember why it was it. Yeah, second interception was on the first drive of the second half, which set up another touchdown. You give him the ball <laughs> up to 14, and it's 28-3. And uh, just – they I mean, you have a chance to come out of halftime. You do get the ball, but you turn it over like that and then give up an immediate touchdown, 28-3. I mean, at that point, it's just – Bar- barring a miracle comeback, that game's over, unfortunately. Yeah, this is literally one of those games where you're watching it and you're like, all right, Purdue, come on, you're cheering, cheering, then you're screaming, what the hell, what the fuck, no, <laughs> and grab you. Then they look like they can get right back in it the very next drive, and you cheer them on, cheer them on, like, all right, come on, what you going to do? And they do the same exact thing when they're working, like <laughs> – this is a this was a stressful game to watch. Well, even when they finally did get in the end zone uh, later in the third quarter, they go to they score with about four minutes left in the third quarter, and obviously it's not ideal there. But I'm thinking, all right, twenty eight ten. If we'd have made that field goal, it's a two possession game. It's three possessions. It's unlikely, but you just never know. You know, get a bomb here, get a stop, get a turnover, but. Again, it seems to happen every time against Wisconsin. Big run right up the middle, 54 yards, and it's 35-10. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, at that point, I'm just like, nah, it's it's done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, this was a turn the game off, and I can't watch this no more. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, yeah, the score looks better at 35-24, but – I mean, those are those were cosmetic touchdowns, and I will admit that the uh, touchdown Maccabee had, uh, I think the refs just kind of felt sorry for that. It looked like he got stuffed, but what you gonna do? They gave us seven. <laughs> we call those garbage points. You don't count those. <laughs> <laughs> it goes into the, the the bracket where we win the game with this. Man, those are garbage points and just padding your stats for certain guys. Mm-hmm. But I, I was impressed with the way McAvee played. He, he's, he played like a guy that he had nothing to lose. And he looked like anything I do is a bonus. They don't expect much out of me, so. <laughs> yeah, he had, he was uh, he was quite impressive, honestly, especially to start. Um, he was over 50 yards in the first quarter, and that's mm-hmm. what you want out of him. And, you know, he's still right there at over five yards of carry, got in the end zone again, and – I, I really like what I see from him. I think he's got a shot. I'm trying to think when the last time we had a thousand yard rusher on the air, but uh, he's got a real shot to join that club. This season? 
Yeah, for a season, yeah. I thought this season. Yeah, this season he he is at five sixty one, so he only needs four thirty nine the rest of the year to get in a thousand yard club. You figure you're going to get a bowl game in there. That's five more games. Bowl game don't count. Oh, it does now. Bowl game don't ever count. <laughs> well, if he does get there over the next four games, then it would only be the. <laughs> Ninth time that a uh, Purdue running back runs for a thousand yards in a season. Which How many games left? Four. Oh, he got a shot. Yeah, he's he's got a real shot. Uh, the the eight seasons are Mike Allstott did it twice, Otis Armstrong did it twice, Joey Harris, Lee Keys, Scott Deerking, and you did it once. <laughs> I would have did it three times, but they didn't give me the ball more. <laughs> <laughs> it's always give you the ball more. That's that's the solution. I know. Give him the ball more. Hey, if you look at hey, I was the most consistent player in Purdue history. I say, yeah, you were consistent. <laughs> man. Years, it's pretty much the same numbers, and they only go up. <laughs> and, and there's some fans up in Saskatchewan. They're like, yeah, give Corey the ball. He was consistent. Look how it worked out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I got it. Do you officially have like a Grey Cup MVP trophy that you get to keep, or was it something passed around the league, or what? No, it was a check. <laughs> oh, it was a check. Ah, oh. yeah, they yeah, know. Oh, I needed that check back then. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a check, and I want to say a leather jacket. Yeah, not bad. But the leather jacket was. They made the leather jacket like. No matter who gets the jacket, this is the size of the jacket. <laughs> so I can't even wear the damn thing because it's like four sizes too big. Like it, it'll fit an old liner, no question. Now that's funny. I like that. <laughs> great, great leather. I mean, it's, it's it's a great jacket. I would love to have worn it out, but no, I can't because. I can fit three people in there. <laughs> well, you can fit the whole family in there and keep them warm. You, I, you absolutely right. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And you, you know, you talk about garbage points. I think there's some garbage yards here too. And I'm looking at the stats, and it's like Purdue had more first downs. They outgained Wisconsin. Dominated the time of possession by ten minutes. But that means nothing. Three turnovers, and especially when two of those turnover, one of those turnovers is directly returned for a touchdown, and another it sets them up inside the red zone. Ugh, man, that's that's another huge, huge factor. It was like what one or two plays? Yeah, and running into the end zone up, up the middle. Mm-hmm. And then I see that I was like, why are y'all protecting against the pass against Wisconsin <laughs> in the red zone after a turnover? <laughs> I think you're thinking what a lot of us have been thinking for a very long time. I'm like, who the hell like you, you look like me playing defense on all that, like on that. Like it's horrible. <laughs> Yep. Defensive play calling is ridiculous. 
And I think there were also missed tackles again. Uh, I, I know that 54-yard run, their last touchdown, man, that was that was not an exhibition in how to tackle somebody. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I never understood the, the chicken wing, the shoulder. I mean, now you can't even hit him in the head, but even so, just to duck your head and put it into a player, especially me as a as a running back, mm-hmm. I used to love that. If you're trying to chicken wing me or shoulder butt me or eh, I'm gonna eat that up and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like coach, they're not wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the solution is give me the ball more. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that, coach, they don't want to tackle today. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you, it'll all work out. Y'all can give me the ball more. Y'all can pass more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, this is just—I think what makes it so frustrating is it's the same thing every year with these guys, and it's like it's not a secret what they're going to do. Like you said, why are we defending the pass against Wisconsin in the red zone? Like really. Like, I remember when he when he when he when he when he, when he opened up and gave him the ball, I'm like, yo, there's nobody in the middle. Just <laughs> 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 not even looking at the play like and then it happened and developed like the only person that was close to him was the back rest or middle field, the, the field ref, whatever it's called. <laughs> And, and that's like what happened on their last touchdown. It's like, you're really surprised that they're going to run the ball with a lead and 20 minutes to go. <laughs> and just broke through and he was gone, man. Bro, when you call in the defense, you need to give it back to the other guy. Whoever's <laughs> <sighs> calling the defensive players needs to have a seat or do some extra studying this week. Do they got to buy? Yeah, they they got to buy this week. So how does that how's that feel? Just after a game like this, going into a buy, it can't feel good. Oh no, you got to sit with an ass with them for two weeks. <laughs> That's literally what it was. Like it ain't it ain't even like oh like if you look at the score, twenty four thirty five. I don't know. That was a good game. No, was it? No, <laughs> no. For three quarters, Wisconsin beat their ass, and then when the game was out of hand and the walk-on with no scholarships to play, they scored a couple touchdowns. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I tweeted on Saturday. I was like, the Purdue outscored them 24-14 over the last three quarters. Just don't look at the first quarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said cruise, cruise control was a team. <laughs> And, the, and it's the exact type of team you don't want to fall behind by multiple scores because, of course, they want to sit there and run the ball. Of course, right. they want to run that clock down. They are happy to do so. I hope this is not the beginning of uh, one of those. I don't know if you want to speak to Well, here's the thing. Yeah, the loss sucked, but. Purdue still controls uh, their fate to win the Big Ten West. Uh, if it wins, if we win the last four games, 
we get to go to the Big Ten Championship game no matter what. So, and honestly, I'm going to be blatantly honest. We should win three of the last four. Uh, we Iowa, their offense is god-awful. Um, <laughs> it is the worst offense statistically in the entire country. And you're going to like this one. Their defense has scored more touchdowns than they have passing touchdowns through, I think, seven games. Wow. No, eight Dude. games, maybe. Eight games, but anyway. So, yeah, their their defense has gotten more touchdowns. They are horrid on offense. It's the type of team you get up, you get up 17 to 3, the game's over. <laughs> I mean, you should hope the way Purdue would play you want to get close to the fourth quarter, a couple big plays, you're back in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Northwestern, who is – Northwestern's really bad this year. Indiana's not doing great. It kind of comes down to that Illinois game, and suddenly Illinois is looking really tough. I think they're ranked 16th this week, and, you know, they're kind of Wisconsin-like because they got Brett Bylema there, and he's built another massive offensive line, good running back, strong defense. So – I think, like you said, they got to stew over this ass whipping for two weeks, but I, the motivation is still there and all the goals can still be accomplished and have a great season just coming out of it. And you got to make sure that you heal up and rest up from this because you're going to see another strong running team here in, uh, here in about two and a half weeks when we go to Illinois. Yeah, I hope, I hope the coaching is, is a little bit better. This game, you can see the coaching woes appear. Now, were you specifically thinking the defensive coaching woes or offensive or what? No, because I feel like the offensive mistakes was O'Connell's fault. Yeah. Staring on the damn wide receiver and wondering why the, the linebacker jumps it. Like, <laughs> he's baiting you both times and you throw it to the guy anyway. It was definitely not O'Connell's best game of the season. Not his worst, no. but not his best. <laughs> not at all. But as far as defense, like some of those plays, you could say that the guys was in a bad position. But you're in zone and they're running plays specifically for that's zone beaters, and you don't switch to man ever. <laughs> that's a problem. You're in zone, you're in zone. That's all you're running is outs and crossing patterns and digs and like they're open. It's not like somebody close like they contested balls, but like the man is wide open. So that's that's a hole in the defense. And I don't think it helps and, that we had three of our top defensive backs out by the end of the game either. Honestly, and it didn't like it was any miscommunication between the guys because you could see it. You you'd see the arguments occur. It wasn't it looked like there was any argument that was, man, why are you supposed to cover him? No, it was. It wasn't none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most frustrating thing about this secondary is they can they can play really well, they can make a big play, but they can give up a big play, and it's just. Oh my goodness. I, I I'm tired of seeing guys just break a tackle like you said and take off for 20, 30, 40, 50 extra yards and they should be getting. Tackle like 30 yards ago. And then it I could see if they were 
blustering speech through guys like guys that had some legit wills. No. <laughs> These be the slowest guys on the field. They, they go <laughs> from 50 and 70 yards. Like, that don't make no damn sense. And breaking seven tackles, like, you really just let this man put you in his highlight reel to go to the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the Penn State game when you couldn't get the tight end down. You couldn't oh tackle God. the tight, couldn't catch the tight end. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on. I, I didn't play defense, but it didn't look that damn hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you play defense in high school at all, or no? Were you a two gay guy? Uh, no, I played defense in high school. I was a uh, free safety. Oh, okay. So I, I played. I was more so back watching unless something happened. <laughs> if ain't nothing happened, I was back there chilling. <laughs> I, had a, I had a pretty good defense in high school. So I, unless it was in the air near me, I really ain't do much. <laughs> <clears throat> You're just back there under the, all right, this guy's the best athlete on the field. We're going to have him out there if we need him. I mean, no, they wouldn't need, I wasn't even the best athlete on the field as far as defense. Oh, okay. Because I, like, I had some dogs on my team. Like, like I, had, I had some dogs on my team. <laughs> like, they'd be, they'd have an interception. Instead of an interception, they'd try to break the guy's ribs. Like, they need to do that. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had a few ambulances and the stretchers pulled out. <laughs> the good old days. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I need the ball in my hands. I wasn't trying to hit nobody. I'm with an interception. That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I, I gotta admire that man. I was always too little to play football. I was I was tiny and slow. Well, slow for football. I was Fast for baseball, but slow for football. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <sighs> so, we're into the bye week. What What yeah. do you think we need to work on for this finishing stretch, really? Tackling. Tackling. <laughs> That's all, because I'm trying to send out of shape, mid-season guys, running for 70 yards on my defense. Mm-hmm. Especially in the secondary, I still think the front four is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, when they're in the right defense uh, formation, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When they're in the defensive formation, they look shiny. Yeah, just a little bit, but yeah, I'm I'm looking at it here because you know the run defense has been really really good all year. Only get, I mean, gave up 178 yards, but. More than half of that was on two runs. Allen had a 41-yard run, and Gorindo had a 54-yard run. So that's that's 95 yards out of 178 right there. Right. Rest of the game, you did your jobs. I mean, I'm always been a big advocate of our front center, so uh-huh. I'm, still, I'm still on the team, but they got. They got to do something. They got to get it together this bye week and, and come out firing on all cylinders, including the, the, the DC. Well, it, like I said, at least the defense should have a much easier time in the next game because Iowa's offense is horrendous. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even saying worst in the Big Ten. I'm saying worst in the country. Uh, just, just give you a preview of some of the stats here uh, offensively for the Hawkeyes. Rushing offense, they are – Oh, they actually have – they are 127th out of 131 teams. They average 81 yards a game on the ground. Uh, but that's not like, you know, a vintage Washington State, we're going to throw the ball all day or anything. They mm-hmm. have – their passing offense is surprisingly not the worst in the country. But then again, I know that there's triple option teams out there. They are 122nd in passing. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like they're beating the triple option teams in passing, but that's about it. You look at total offense, and they are dead last at 227 yards a game. Man, that's crazy. That don't even sound like feasible. Like, what do y'all be doing at practice? <laughs> and, and it's not even like they're a close dead last. No, the next team ahead of them it gets 16 more yards a game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Purdue, go ahead and make us proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you can't play defense against these guys, you got a problem. Oh, man. So, any final thoughts before we put this Wisconsin one to bed? Because, uh, yeah, just put it away, man. Work on tackling. You can still win the West. Just ah, forget about this one. Go McAvee. <laughs> well he he has done well so far and i think we're all happy with him he's a silver lining from this game yeah he went over 100 yards again so i'm for that that's my guy <laughs> all righty then so we will wrap this up uh, this is gonna be our only show this week and uh I know uh, the announcement's gone up at Hammer and Rails. This is the final show that will be on Hammer and Rails as we will be transitioning to a new platform uh, for our Iowa preview. I cannot officially say what it is this week, but to those that have been reading Hammer and Rails and stuff, it's pretty obvious what it's going to be. I know a lot of people have figured (laughs) it out, Uh, but I, I do not have the official, yes, I can say who it is or what it is, but uh after 13 and a half years i'm transferring away from sb nation and it's really strange but uh we we will be at a new platform Corey's going to come over with us a couple of the other hammer and rails writers are coming over and i know you guys are going to enjoy it so for the last time i am travis miller of hammer and rails and this has been Corey, and this has been the behind the rails podcast btfu Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.